automatically got CC because it was forward. Yeah, he probably didn't mean to. What's going on, everybody? Joining us, we like to do our little soft intro here. Hey, and for the first time, Sully did not crap all over Achilles Smith, so. <laughs> it's been a while. Like, I mean, shit. You probably could, though, with the Bengals being, playing the Bengals again and doing what they did yesterday. Yeah, we could have easily. We got a lot to get to, so we're not going to dilly-dally too much. I'm going to get right into the video intro because we have, like, 16 football games to recap. Yeah, we got a lot and, to break down. And then some other stupid stuff. We'll get into it. Jordan. What's going on? Thank you for joining us on Facebook. I know you're watching us live on Facebook, either on the RTF page. Actually, you might be watching on YouTube as well, or you're watching us on the Infinity Sports page. A lot of different places to catch us live. Obviously, you can tell Sully is uh, feeling a little under the weather. Yesterday was football day. This is what <laughs> Monday after the NFL was like. <laughs> I don't have my hat. I'm wearing my glasses. I've got a baggy sweatshirt. <laughs> I feel like death. It's just it's what football will do to you, baby, but it's back, man. We're excited. It's back. Thank goodness. And you know what? Before I get too deep into the show, like I said, we got a comment already. What do we got here? TJ Burns, Tampa Bay lost because Joe Buck called the game and the Bucks had that Joe Buck curse. Hey, fuck. I love, I don't know who TJ Burns is, but I agree. Let's find any reason to figure out why Tampa Bay lost. I mean, we'll get to it later in depth, but uh, I mean, it's a new offense and we knew we were going to have struggles. Uh, Brady looked a little worse for wear, though, but we'll get into it. Starting things off the right way, obviously, if you are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, those are two places you can catch the videos live. YouTube, you can catch the video anytime. Usually, it takes about a day to upload to the YouTube channel, but we do have our own YouTube channel. You can also catch us the following day. That's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. on the RTF Sports Network, soon to be the All Access Sports Network. And you can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, so you can catch the entire show because... We do run a little long sometimes, and you may miss out on the show because they cut out early for commercials, and that gets me all riled up. Oh, God. You can also catch us on social media, at Infinity Sports Podcast on Facebook, at Infinity Sports Podcast on Instagram, and at Sports Infinity 5 on Twitter. If you want to make it easy on yourself, go to infinitysportspodcast.com. All of the links to our social media are there, as well as our wonderful store, where you can get Infinity Sports gear, 12 is greater than 9 gear, and our newly added Sully collection. So far, only one item, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, easily the best piece of clothing in the store. Now, I didn't save the photo, but if you follow us on Facebook, and hopefully you do, uh, I did post our fan of the week. My buddy Kevin actually purchased some Infinity Sports gear. He's got the 12 is greater than 9 shirt and a 12 is greater than 9 mug. Uh, my sister's got a 12 is greater than nine shirt. So that seems to be uh, pretty good. So if you guys want to support the show, like I said, everything's pretty reasonably priced. I mean, I got this sweatshirt. I think it was uh, 29 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, for a logo sweatshirt. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially in their comfy as shit. So they, they, the fabric is really soft. It feels good. Now, 
We do have some news to get to, and we're going to get into the little news section. But before we do, I do have to crap on a local business here in New Hampshire. Dumb. And, yeah, dumb around. So I don't really play a whole lot of golf anymore, but there was a point where I was playing golf uh, quite a bit. And last year in May, I went to go play golf in Meredith, New Hampshire, at a course called the Wan Country Club. And I play there because it's cheap. You know, it's like whatever. 25 bucks and it's super cheap so anyways i go on a play there and what happened was this one particular day i paid 50 dollars, 18 holes with cart i'm like yeah that's reasonable after nine holes uh i'm like you know what i i can't stay i gotta go i got this uh, you know thing i have to take care of so i go into the pro shop say hey listen just finished the first nine i can't play the back nine i'm just really pressed for time right now is there any way you guys can give me like a certificate or a voucher or something for the back nine you know and I know that there's a price difference. Like if you get like nine holes, it's like 39, but it's 49 for 18. I'm mean, just going to be $10. I don't care. That's fine. Whatever. I'll use it next time I come. I mean, I play there all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the guy's like, no, we don't give out those types of certificates. And I said, well, do you give out gift cards? He goes, yeah. I'm like, so just give me a gift card for 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's the same thing. I already paid for it. You know, it's like if I paid for a gift card, I've already paid for it. Yeah. And so he's like, no, we don't do that. That's my policy. But this like 18 year old kid. And I was like, <laughs> I said, okay. And I just left. Right. And then I wrote a message to the golf course on Facebook. I said, Hey, here's what happened today. I'm pretty upset about it. I play there a lot, you know, and you guys didn't handle it the right way. I feel like, yeah. Um, and then the guy emailed me, this guy who's like the manager of the course is Tim. No, or whatever his name is. Emails me. He goes, Hey Wayne, uh, you know, sorry about that. That is our policy. Yada, yada. But here's the, the $10 certificate. He emails it to me. I said, Oh, Thank you. I mean, I never played again because I was like, ah, I'm just done playing for the year. and I just never really used it. But that's fine. I felt like he took care of me. The matter was settled. Yeah. And then a few days ago, and this is a year and a half later. A year and a half later yeah, now. <laughs> a year and a half later, I get a message from the golf course on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Are they trying to get me to come back and play because I haven't been there for a while? And the message basically says something to the effect of, uh, I thought we handled this rant already. Um, you know, if you have a problem, why don't you take it up with us or something like that? And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is first of all, first of all, it's a year and a half later, but let's say it wasn't. Let's say it's the very next day. That's not exactly the language you want to use with customers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I email uh I can't find the email of the guy who got me the gift certificate. So I find the only email they have listed on the website is for this lady Kim. So I say, Hey Kim, I don't know who to reach out to. Here's this message I got on Facebook. I sent her a screenshot. I said, I don't know what it's all about. It's been 16 months. I felt the matter was resolved. You guys took care of the issue. I didn't complain about it. And I get this whole thing about how I'm ranting. I said, it's just an unprofessional language. It's an unprofessional manner in handling things. She writes back. She's sorry, I'll, I'll look into this. I then get an email from the, the course manager. It's Tim No. He writes me back again. He goes, well, the reason I wrote you about your stupid rant was blah. It starts going off, right? And he's like, you know, as a matter of fact, he says, I don't ever want to see you here again. And if we do, we're going to have you escorted off the court and possibly arrested for trespassing. And I was like, uh, because I complained that your associate was rude? <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. Uh, so I wrote back to him. And I said, well, thank you for your professional reply. And uh, I said uh, – <laughs> I just felt like, you know, I was handled in a rude manner. And if I was owner, if I owned the business, I would want to know if my associates were being rude to customers. So I thought I would forward the matter to management. Right? Yeah. And then he writes back, well, he CCs that email to somebody else. And he says, can you make sense of all this? He goes, I'm sick and tired of dealing with this idiot. He goes, do we need to get our lawyers involved? I was like, fuck out of here. Lawyers involved? Lawyers. Because I said, 
because I said, hey, you guys were rude. <laughs> the best part is apparently they said you've done a string of these same Facebook rants. And is there any truth to this there, Mr. Wayne G? Not rant. So here's the deal. So when it first happened and I reached out to them and I didn't get a response right away, I did go on Yelp and I said, hey, here's what happened to me today at the golf course. I tried reaching out to somebody. Nobody got back to me. Right. Now, you know how Facebook will sometimes give you a, co- a comment will randomly pop up from like a year ago or something like that, and it'll show on a timeline. I wonder if that's what happened and they just didn't check the date and wondered if you had kind of said the same comment again or something like that. I I, th- I think that's what happened because, I mean, if they could read, I don't think they can, but if they could, they would see that the date on my comment is from May of last year. Yeah. And I don't I, think, I don't think they saw that it's like from last year. Like, you know, cause a lot of people don't check that date stamp. I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah. Well, whatever happens. In I, either I case, believe... they handled it pretty poorly. Yeah. Pretty sure. So I said, well, if you didn't like my comment on Yelp, I'm actually going to go on to Yelp and golf now and golf advisor, trip advisor. And I gave them all one star reviews in every place. And I posted a copy of that letter that they sent me calling me an idiot. I said, this is the owner of the golf course and how he talks to all of the customers who walk through the door. Oh, nice. Hey, you see, I mean, that's how you do it. That's how you review it. I mean, you've got a little Jewish blood in you. That's how you review a Jewish style right there, man. <laughs> See, I feel like uh, Johnny Lawrence, right, in Karate Kid. I'm like, <laughs> up alone. <laughs> Did you, have you watched Cobra Kai on Netflix, oh, by the way? Of course, yeah. It's incredible, is it Love not? It. Love man. it. I think it's better than the movies, then. It, oh, it is. It's definitely better. I mean, it's part of – I mean, it's – two and three were, nah, you know what I mean? But the <laughs> one and then bringing – like the nostalgia of one into like the the show and everything is pretty cool though. But yeah, it's fantastic. Now, uh, do, uh, Paige, uh, what's her name? Whoever plays uh, the new chick in season two, her real name is Paige something, but she is smoking. Oh, Peyton List. Yes, there you go, Peyton List. Yeah, she's from uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. She was the girl he had a crush on. She's smoking. Uh, not to jump ahead, guys, but the Cowboys, same old Cowboys, or growing pains of. The head coach change. Well, we'll get into it. We got. We're gonna review all these teams. Yeah, we're gonna. I appreciate the comment, TJ. I, I really do. We're definitely gonna get into it. We're done with uh, Wayne's personal stories and his vendettas <laughs> against golf courses, and and now we're gonna get to the the meat and and potatoes of the of the episode. I'm hoping. That's right. It is time for the news. All right, so uh, before we get into football, let's just talk about some hockey news I wanted to go over. Obviously, the Stars up 3-1, because remember last time we talked, the Knights came out, fought back with a vengeance game two. We're like, all right, there's the Knights that we mm-hmm. thought of, and then they lose two games in a row. And I mean, 3-2, 2-1, they're close games, um, but now the Stars are up 3-1. I mean, I know it's the NHL, teams can come back from 3-0, especially with no fans, you know, so do you think that the Knights are going to make any sort of push, or do you think this thing's over with? I mean, they've, they've got the team too, but I don't know. It seems like Dallas has kind of just figured it out, and they may actually be that team of destiny like the boys at uh, Triple Shot it mentioned. Uh, they're just playing really well. They're playing sound defensively. Uh, they're playing extremely well together as a team. Their, their offense is scoring time for goals, and, I mean, the Knights are, are a better team. And on paper and, and look like they should be the better team, but man, Dallas is playing great hockey right now. So that they're, they're looking great. 
Now on the flip side, in the east, we got the Lightning up 3-1 on the Islanders. So they start off 8-2. It looks like it's going to be a route. 2-1. Then they lose 5-3. And then they come back and win 4-1. So I don't know what was up with the, the 5-3 loss. What was that 5-3 loss is really a 4-3 loss. I mean, they scored a, an, an empty netter. We came back and ended up tying it late in the 4-3-3. And then they just kind of beat us. Uh, you know, it was just one of those games. Everything went went perfectly well for the Islanders. And, and everything went as wrong as it could for the lightning and they were able to get a win. I don't obviously foresee this game going more. I think the lightning ended on Tuesday and, and we go on to the Stanley cup uh, finals there. And then it's most likely we talked about lightning and the stars. And you said, if the stars have figured it out, Looking at how they're playing now, do they pose a problem for the Lightning, or is it just me like four one four zero? I think it'll be four one. Um, again, I, no matter what team advances from the West, they're in a tough spot. For one, if 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 um, Vegas advances, they're playing not at peak hockey, and and we're playing peak hockey right now, and we're better defensively. If Dallas advances, they're playing peak hockey, but so are we. But our offense is just so tough to stop where you have so many waves we can throw at you that their first and second line that are great defensively well their third line's going to have to be step up and, and play against us too and i just don't foresee it happening all right and and then our, our special teams is is clicking right now so i mean that's going to be tough our power play is is really tough we're scary and the only uh, bit of baseball news i had is the cubs alec mills throws a no hitter uh, pretty efficiently 114 pitches he only walked three. He struck out five. And first of all, it's the Cubs, so who cares? Secondly, I looked at it as, I don't know, like when Nolan Ryan threw a no-hitter, he struck out 16 or 17 guys. You know, I mean, a no-hitter with five strikeouts just seems like, eh. So let me do this, like, would you rather, right? Would you rather watch a pitcher throw a no-hitter or a pitcher get 18 strikeouts? I mean, if you just said 20 Ks, I definitely would have watched. I'd rather watch the 20 Ks. Well, that's why I tried to make it more of a tougher call. So, like a no hitter with five strikeouts, or you could watch a three-two game, but the winning pitcher had eighteen Ks, struck out eighteen guys. Um, probably, probably the no hitter still. Um, depending on like if it was a one nothing game, um, you know that's tough to watch, but still probably the no hitter. But honestly, football's back, so I didn't even know baseball was still playing right now. <laughs> I didn't even know baseball was still going on. Now I only care about is the Rays. I won't watch another game except a Rays game until the playoffs for baseball because now it's just my time's consumed with football. Yeah, and I see when I see a guy get five strikeouts in a no hitter, what I'm thinking is a guy who probably painted the corners a little bit, got a couple of calls and the strikeouts. When you see a guy strike out 18, it's usually because his stuff is filthy that day. I mean, tons of movement yeah, on the ball, sure. and that's and why it's more with, fun to watch. The guy with the five Ks also tries to induce ground balls and shit like that. And uh, I mean, that's just not fun to watch unless there's cool defensive plays, you know, to be made, but I, I didn't watch this game. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody watched it. Yeah, except Brandon, <laughs> you know what I mean? He was glued to the TV. I'm sure. And the last sport before we get to the America's pastime of football, we've got the Lakers. We predicted it for one, or I said you predicted it. Cause I asked you, I wasn't sure I was going to go out in that limb. Um, but you said, Hey, four, one, they're not gonna lose another game. They lost the first one done. Just done. That's it. They'll run through steamroll. And they did. That team just looks so unstoppable right now. And on the other side, we got the Clippers and the Nuggets are tied three, three. We're going to have a game seven. Um, I don't know. Does it really matter? I've already said the, the Clippers don't really pose a challenge. I don't think to LA. The only thing I think it matters is if the Clippers lose, I mean, then it's, 
I think it's like, what the fuck? Because everyone had the Clippers as the number one team, I think, you know, going in their depth and this and that. And even everybody who still liked the Lakers, you know, they liked the Clippers out of the West and things like that. And I mean, then the Kawhi Paul George thing obviously didn't work. And, you know, I think that causes more of an issue there in, in L.A., especially up 3-1 and they blow that. Wow, I think that would be massive. I mean, Denver's playing out of their mind right now. And then on the flip side, you've got the Boston Celtics close out the Toronto Raptors, four games of three. They win that game seven. And I, I'll say something. I thought they were going to win in six. I predicted that. I doubled down on it. I tripled down on it. But when I watched that game six, and I, and I posted the meme that this game was bananas. Dude, three-pointer, three-pointer, four-point play, three-pointer, layup, layup. It was just – it was the craziest three minutes of basketball I'd ever watched, and it was that double overtime. I couldn't believe – I mean, Marcus Smart knocking down threes. He's not a three-point shooter, you know? Plus, Kemba Walker got fouled, and they didn't get called um, on that layup, like underneath the basket, right there. That should have been called, and that that have been too. But to be fair, the alley oop where they called the foul, but it somehow wasn't a shooting foul on an alley oop. That didn't make sense either. On the other end, that was the play directly after. Um, but they would have had the two points here, so you don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I mean Boston. Let's let's all hope and pray we get that Boston Lakers finals. I think that'd be fantastic. They have to get to the Heat first. My bold prediction on this one was a 4-1, a five-game series. I just don't think Miami has the depth to beat the Boston Celtics. I just think when you look at the Celtics, and Hayward's coming back. He was shooting around with the team in, against Toronto. So Hayward's coming back. You've got Tatum, Brown, Smart's playing outstanding. Tice is fantastic. He was defensive player of the year like three years in a row in Europe, so he can defend anybody. Um, and you're going up against that Heat team. You get Jimmy Butler... And I know they've got a couple other guys that just don't love them. You know, and I know everyone's like high on Tyler Hero or whatever his name is. I, I yeah, love Tyler Hero. Yeah. He's all right. You know? um, I just don't I, see. I don't I see think you're slipping. I think you're slipping, man. Yeah. I, 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 don't th- I don't like the reason. I think if, if, if anything, this is a bad matchup for the Celtics because I think the Heat are one of the deeper teams left. And if not the deepest team left. Um, I mean, they got Dragic, they got Kendrick Nunn. Oh, no, I mean, not Kendrick Nunn. He's for Chicago. Uh, the other white guy that plays with Tyler Herrera, um, uh, Henderson, right? God, I can't remember his name for the life of me. No, uh, yeah, they, they got, um, what's his name? Is it Duncan? Is he on the heat? That's it, Duncan. Uh, and they've got they've got a bunch of pieces that I think are going to be a problem for the Celtics, and I think they can throw enough out there. My issue is I think – I don't know how they're going to defend – uh, the Celtics because Dragic is going to get exposed, I think, by anybody who plays him, and so is uh, Tyler Herrero. And I- I'm not sure what they're going to do with him to to not isolate him or to not have him isolated. But we'll see. It's going to be a great series. I think it's I think it's going to be another four two seven game series. I really do. I think it goes six or seven. But I I, I would love to see Boston come out of it. I don't know who's going to come, but I'd love to see Boston come out of it. Two best coaches in the playoffs going up against each other. Yeah, I, w- I don't disagree with that. I'm not a I'm not a Doc Rivers fan, so either either am I. I, I either am I. So that is it for the irrelevant sports, and it is time to get into the meat of the show, which is football. we got five comments. Before we jump into football, let's see what we got going on here. Jesse comes in. Implement the to be fair counter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the depth of Miami will be exposed if the series goes more than five or six games. That's truly yeah. possible, like I said, because Goran Dragic can't defend. And, you know, so if he comes off the bench and he gets, he does get exposed, you know, defensively, I think that's where it'll happen. Good good comment. Uh, Jesse says, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson is a great sniper. Bam Adebayo is a middle-class a middle class man's Dwight, he meant. And... Uh, he says, post my comments and you'll have the help you need. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Duncan Robinson. Uh, I, I agree. I think Duncan's a great player. You know, the, they, they've got the depth offensively again. I don't know if they'll have it defensively. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, Thursday was opening night for the NFL. I was so excited. I was like, ah, oh, it's late. I'm not going to stay up for the game. I can't help it. I get to stay up for the game. It's NFL game one. Um, Washington Chiefs 34, Texans 20. I'd said 30 13. I think you were pretty close. What was your prediction? I can't remember exactly. I thought it was 38 20, so I can't remember exactly. It may have been 38 24. I was pretty close. I gave another prediction to a buddy of mine, uh, and it, it was dead on. It was 35 20, and I was, he was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about the stats of this game, I just want to say I watched this game, and through the first quarter, I don't know if they had a bet going or something, but Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels mentioned seven times in the first quarter how much money Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were making. They'd say, oh, these guys are rich. These guys just signed a brand-new lucrative contract. Here's a picture of them when they were kids before they were multimillionaires. It's like, what? what is, did you guys have a bet? Is that what's going on? You're trying to see who can say it more? It was odd how many times. I didn't notice it until you pointed it out, and then I was like, man, he is talking about that one point like a lot and just like specifically trying to point it out for kind of no reason. But, I mean, whatever. It happened later when I was watching the Rams-Cowboys game because I guess it was the same crew, Collinsworth and uh, Al Michaels. I hate Chris Collinsworth. And I swear to God, I turned the game on. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll turn on this game and I'll watch it while I'm getting changed or whatever. Turn it was on for 30 seconds, and I can't remember which one of them was. Probably Collinsworth is like Jalen Ramsey, new millionaire. Like, oh my god, is that gonna be a thing all season? <laughs> I mean, these guys are getting signed right now. I, I can't, he isn't like you know, too far off. Now, the, the Mahomes and the one didn't make sense, but the Watson one had just happened a couple you know, days before. The Jalen Ramsey just happened a couple days before, so I can't blame the guy. Jesse says, I'm eating crow watching David Johnson do well in Houston after a week. Well, he's one of my starting running backs in my fantasy football league. I got him, Aaron Jones, and um, J- uh, Josh Jacobs. So You're that's welcome. A nice, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, nice, who was I saying? Who should I, I say? Who should I take? Johnson or who's the other guy? I think it was James Conner. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember. probably. Yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to get into the messages, but yeah. David Johnson's going to get a huge workload. Do you remember the Texans defense exposed or was Kansas City just that well? Kansas City's that good. It's just that good. Uh and I mean Houston's defense is still really good. I mean, JJ Watt actually, you know, I think played really well um in certain spots. He like, I mean, for how great Clyde Edwards Alaire did, if you watch that game, he should have had two more touchdowns easy. Uh Houston got Houston bucked up and stopped the run game pretty much any time they were inside the five. They, they were able to lock the run game down. But beyond that, they couldn't handle the run game. And I think that's going to be the real difference for people with Kansas City is now they can beat you two different ways. That They can run the football, and obviously they can throw the ball. Well, and that's one of the things I think that the Collinsworth team said well is they said, like, this team needed any more weapons, and they get this guy. And, and uh, I mean, he's just a great fit. Uh, so Mike Fink chimes in. He says, uh, now here's a guy. That's a Chris Collinsworth uh, staple. I hate, I hate Chris Collins. Right? <laughs> um, 
Uh, so, yeah, I was looking over the stats on this game, and you know, obviously the Edwards Alaire, 25, 138 and a touchdown. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me is, remember we were saying, like, with Deshaun Watson, who's he going to have to throw to now that Hopkins is gone? And Fuller had eight catches for 112 yards. I know that you'd mentioned Fuller as a legit receiver because he had a good year last year. Oh, he's incredibly good. I mean, the issue with Fuller is just staying healthy. And, I mean, he's never been able to do that. Uh, I don't think he's played a full 12 games in a season, honestly. So, But if he can stay healthy, and, and this is what um, – God, why can't I not remember his name? Uh, Bill O'Brien wanted from jump was to be able to spread the offense around. He thought having D hop actually kind of limited his offense because everybody would Deshaun Watson would try to press the ball to D hop. Uh, you know, he, um, he threw to Aikens and uh, cooks and fuller. And I mean, he's spreading the ball all around. And I think that's what he wants. See, when I was looking at the receiving stats, though, it was basically fuller with eight. And then I don't think anyone had more than four after that. So it was, he was still yeah, forcing the ball to fuller. Yeah, but how many people had touches? You know, oh, like yeah, yeah. David, like six other players had had at least, you know, I think it was three catches or something like that. And that's, you know, that's big. I think so, that's we, more what they wanted. Because you talk about spreading the ball around amongst your weapons. Sammy Watkins had seven catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Kelsey had six catches for 50 and a touchdown. Tyree Kill had five for 46 and a touchdown. I mean, nobody spreads the ball around like Patrick Mahomes does, right? I mean, he's that's why he's the best in the biz. And that's why, I mean, Andy Reid, they mentioned, they did mention a good tidbit about Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been a predominantly passing offense for a long time, and it never, you know, was the trend. And now it's the trend. And so Andy Reid's ahead of the game. So he's been doing this for a long time, throwing the ball 60% of the time. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, a couple questions on this game. We've got, again, TJ says, I'm a fan of J.J. Watt, but it's a matter of if he can stay healthy. See, I think he's over the hill. I don't think it's about whether or not he can stay healthy. You watched that game and you thought he was over the hill? Did you see him dominate? Like, yeah, bro, he's still dominating. Oh, freezing up. I'm guessing you're saying dominates. <laughs> and when you get back, uh, we've got this one here from uh, Cooks impresses you in Houston, boys. I guess he's uh, Brandon Cooks. How's he doing? And then he's asking uh, you, Sully, when you get back, uh, how did J.J. Watt look to you? Um, so uh, first question is about Cooks, right? Uh, I like Cooks. I liked Cooks in Boston, but I felt like they utilized him wrong, which is something that McDaniels usually doesn't do. And I can always point out how he always uses guys in the right way. He didn't use Cooks the right way. He was trying to use him as a takeoff the top of the defense kind of guy, like a Deshaun Jackson. And he's not that guy. You know, he's five foot eight. You can't get the ball to him. And now Jackson's short too, but Jackson also runs a four two, you know, and Cooks, I think is more of like a four four guy. He just doesn't look like he separates the same way as Jackson does. Four three one for Brandon yeah. Cook. Doesn't look it in pads though. <laughs> um, he, he's he's a burner. Um, I mean, didn't he have he had a thousand yards in, in New England? Now, granted, his second season he didn't have as much success, but um, yeah, I like Brandon Cooks. I still like Brandon Cooks. He's a concussion case, though. I mean, the theme for Houston is if they can stay healthy. You know, they their whole offense, their whole defense is predicated on guys that tend to get hurt. You know what I mean? Uh, now, J.J. Watt looked incredible. Uh, he was working on Titus Howard, you know, the the second-year tackle. So, I mean, Titus got exposed, but, you know, he's a small school guy, so he's going to get exposed. But J.J. Watt looked fantastic. He's had a lot of freak injuries, like the torn bicep and the torn pec and stuff. That's, I mean, that's unlucky as shit. But I, I think, I mean, J.J. Watt's a monster. I think he's going to continue to dominate this year, honestly. Comeback player of the year. And cruising right along again. I don't. We're not going to go right into our favorite teams. I just wrote them down in the order that Google had them. So that's where yeah, we're just run it. Let's do it. They're all, all great games. You know what I mean. So uh, the Washington football team beats the Eagles twenty-seven wow. seventeen. 
they were actually up, uh, or the, they were down 17 to seven at the half and then just came out 27, zero, uh, no 20, zero in the second half. Zero, and yeah. I mean, I guess just that defense got after, uh, Carson Wentz, he got sacked eight times in the game. Chase young with one and a half. That, right. that, that team's going to be a problem. Uh, it, offensively they're going to struggle, but I'm telling you that team's going to be a problem on defense. Chase young is legit. He's a top five pass rusher in this league. The day he stepped foot on this field and put pads on, and he's a problem, and he and he opens up everything else for all the other players. And Ryan Kerrigan is a still a good player. He's still a quality player. He's going to get his. He's going to eat. Montez Sweat's going to eat. That whole team is going to. I'm telling you, they're a problem on defense. Now, offensively, they're going to struggle. I don't know how Philadelphia allowed them to score 27 points. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you look at the stats, nothing really stands out at you. Haskins only had one touchdown. He had 178 yards passing. Barber was their leading rusher, or he had two touchdowns, but 17 carries for 29 yards, 1.7 yards per carry. I mean, they didn't really do anything offensively. I think they just killed him on defense. Yeah, it was turnovers. I mean, turnovers are hurt you, and, and Washington created turnovers. Uh, and then uh, just – because he asks, uh, what once got exposed? Color me shot. Not entirely. So they lost their starting left tackle. And so they, they had to move 406. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jason Peters is 47. Could be 48. Uh, so he's moved over <laughs> to left tackle. And he he's a shell of himself, obviously. And then so then you got a backup right tackle in there. They just lost their right guard, Haile Vitali. So it's like they're... They're, they're hurting along the offensive line already. And I'm telling you, this Washington's pass rush is going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. It's not just Philly and Wentz getting exposed. For one, Wentz has no protection. For two, I, I agree. I don't know if Wentz is the player we all thought he was. Now, Mike Fink, we are going to get to yours. He's got some Monday night football questions, so we'll get to those eventually. And Jesse said, let's get to the Patriots, boys. Um, well, it's, <clears throat> blame it on Google because I just want the same order that Google has them on. <clears throat> now, the Ravens, 38-6 over the Browns, complete annihilation. And I can't help but point out to our co or our, uh, our co-workers, uh, Mike and Mike Manauer, what a trashy game for Lamar Jackson, right, who goes 20 of 25 for 275, three touchdowns and no picks, and then also rushes for 45 yards. I mean, I'm a Lamar Jackson hater too, so you can you can bash me too if you want. I mean, it's one game and it's the Browns. So, but God, he looks good. That offense is just, I mean, tailor made. You talk about people being in perfect situations and and things like that, and you can you can argue, you know, who makes who better, a coach or a player. But I mean, right now, if he continues to play this way, Lamar Jackson's going to make me eat crow, and and I'll I'll admit it. Well. To rebut what you're saying there, you said it's just one game. It's actually 17 games because he was no, in the MVP it's, last year. It's just one game this season. Yeah. Like I said, I said this season, the more tape you get on Lamar Jackson, the worse it is going to be for Lamar Jackson. And But he's proven this one game, he showed, hey, look, I can throw the football. I don't have to run it 17 times for or whatever times for 110 yards, and I can still win football games. That's that's my thing. I, I want to see if he can win games with passing the football and not having to rely strictly on his legs. So let me ask you, I wonder if then maybe uh, for at least one player, uh, maybe I outscouted you at some point because coming into the draft, I said Lamar Jackson is going to be a superstar in the draft because he wasn't Denard Robinson. You know, Denard Robinson was get the ball run. You know, he was just basically a running back that played quarterback. Like Lamar Jackson averaged like 300 yards a game passing. 
No, he did, and and I was I was wrong on my evaluation of of Lamar Jackson at this point. Like again, evaluations go for you like to get five to six years before you kind of consider yourself right or wrong. Um, but as of this point, I didn't view I didn't think Lamar Jackson would succeed as a passer in the NFL. The one thing that Lamar Jackson had is he was able to read his reads and go through progressions, but he still relied on his legs far too much. And I thought he was going to do that in the NFL. And players who do that don't succeed, to my, in my opinion. Um, he is a smart, smart, smart guy. He's in a system that works for him. And he's learning how to be a very, very, very successful passer in the NFL. I mean, and he's efficient. Rich, he's efficient. Only seven carries for J.K. Dobbins, but he got two touchdowns out of it. We both said before the season, love this guy. Love really him. good running. J.K. Dobbins is going to be a stud. He'll be the starting back in, in Baltimore by week six. And Jesse wanted to know about their opponent. Uh, Baker looks better in his commercials than he does on the field. Um well, let's see. What was his stats? I mean, he only had one interception, but he only had one touchdown. 21 of 39 is not awful. Uh, it's better than 50%. And 189 yards. I mean, and the running backs look good. I mean, Hunt had 72, uh, average about five, six yards of carry. Chubb averaged about six yards of carry. Uh, how do you only put six? I mean, they look on paper, statistically, they don't look that bad, but they got blown out. I mean, they, they did look bad. Uh, their offense looks stagnant. Baker Mayfield didn't look great. Um, you know, you say it's over 50%. 50% is a bad benchmark if that's what you're starting at. You want your quarterback to throw for at least 60 to 65%. Um, and that should be your kind of like your benchmark, in my opinion. So I, I don't love that. Uh, I think, you know, we made an interesting point. Baker Mayfield, if if the Browns get a one number one or one or two pick, I think the Baker Mayfield era may be done. And I think I chimed in on that yeah, conversation on Facebook because I said, very interesting that Bill Belichick loves Baker Mayfield and had actually talked to the Browns, I think, about trading up to number one to get him way back. And they just mm -hmm. they couldn't work out a deal. He really loves Baker Mayfield. So if the Browns were to finish bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence and go out and get him, which would be weird because Justin Fields is an Ohio guy. So it would be almost like that. I think intrigued. Justin Fields would, would kind of give them just as much thought over Baker yeah. as well. Yeah. But either way, yeah, so Baker Mayfield, I think, then could end up a New England Patriot. I think Belichick would be on the phone like, hey, will you take a seventh for him? <laughs> I think Baker would still get a first or a second at this point because he does have talent. It's just, again, it's a fit and a system, and, you know, obviously the Browns don't really have an offensive mind. God, that would be the worst place ever for Trevor Lawrence to go. <laughs> the NFL um, would never let that happen. Jesse says it doesn't help that we see the commercials every break of the game. So, with the, you know what, though? I don't mind Baker's commercials. He doesn't annoy me. Like, Peyton Manning annoys me. I don't know. Like, see, Peyton doesn't annoy me, but I don't mind commercials either. Make your money, man. Yeah. I, I like the one where he's uh, like, he treats the stadium like it's his house, right? Yeah, like, all right, we got to clean up. And, and I like the one, where, all right, we got to cover the furniture. It's about to rain. And the guy goes, <laughs> does he mean the seats? <laughs> well, my, my favorite was when he had the party and he's going through like cleaning with like a little dustbuster, like trying to go. <laughs> Uh, so moving on to that, we got the Jaguars and the Colts. The Jaguars, who we thought were on a fire sale, selling, getting rid of all their players, getting rid of Fournette, getting rid of everybody, getting rid of Ramsey, and then all of a sudden they come out and they beat the Colts twenty-seven twenty. And Gardner Minshew, nineteen of twenty passing, one hundred seventy-three yards, three touchdowns. I mean, the, that's the second half. What's that? That was just the second half. Just because that's okay. Oh, I have that as his total stats for the game. No, I'm pretty sure that was just the second half. I'll double check it just because I like to be right. Um, but so yeah, I have 19 of 20, which is pretty damn good. 173 and three touchdowns. Huh? Yeah, I mean he he balled out of his mind and fucking shit. I took the uh, Colts as my uh, survivor pick this week, and uh, that didn't do me too well. 
So that's a bummer. Oh no, he went nineteen and twenty for the game. Wow, good for him. So what does that mean? What? That I was right. Yeah. Okay. That was a- Oh, like oh cool. Did you get your fucking <laughs> – oh, cool. You can... <laughs> right. yeah. uh, Jesse um, says uh, – oh, who saw this coming? Because remember Jesse had yeah, the – Jesse had the Jacksonville Jags doing really well, you know, and, and you know, hats off to him. Um, you know, again, I think it's more these new offenses without the proper time to be able to to prepare and no preseason and things like that. I think the offensive that, that – have new quarterbacks, especially, and, and new key cogs are going to struggle. Um, so I, I think that's more of what happened here. But, man, Indianapolis did not look good. Marlon Mack went down for the season now. I think it was a torn Achilles or torn ACL or something like that. Yeah, so, Achilles. Yeah, so he's done. But Neheim Hines looked like a stud. Um, I know you had pointed him out as, as a potential sleeper in one of our first fantasy episodes just because Philip Rivers loves to dump off to the back and Neheim Hines is that guy for him. So he's a sleeper pick. If you guys haven't already put in your transaction for Neheim Hines, go ahead and do it now because he's going to be a, a huge workhorse, I think, for Indianapolis. But, man, Jacksonville looks good. Well, I mean, Rivers, again, doesn't look bad. It's 36 of 46, 363 yards passing, but it's those two interceptions. Yeah? Two picks. Turnovers kill you, man. Turnovers kill you. And, and I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if they're communication errors. I don't know what they are. Um, so, but yeah, two picks. I mean, that's going to kill you. And, uh, one of those picks to the rookie CJ Henderson, the guy you like, right? Five tackles, oh, one interception. I, I love CJ Henderson. I mean, and that's the reason they were, uh, wanting or willing to let, uh, Jalen Ramsey go like when they did, because they like CJ Henderson. So, uh, getting to the next game, we got the Raiders 34, 30 over the Panthers. Now this kind of switched over after you watched the one o'clock game, at least in my, uh, time yeah, zone, too. whatever. Flipped over to that game. I watched it. I was like, oh, this is a good game. Love Teddy Bridgewater. I really do. And he didn't really make any mistakes from what I can see. Zero interceptions, 270 yards, only one touchdown. Um, But again, my guy Derek Carr doing what he does, completing the majority of his passes, not turning the ball over. 22 of 30. Uh, Josh Jacobs, though, was really the story. 25 carries, 93 yards, uh, three touchdowns, four catches for 46 yards. He basically carried my uh, fantasy football team. And that's, I mean, that's what he's going to do all year. You know what I mean? I think he's going to be the workhorse of that offense. They're going to ride him until he's about four years into that rookie contract and they won't extend. They'll let him go and they'll find a new workhorse. But ride him while they can. I mean, the guy just carries the load. Now, this is something you and I talked about pre going live, which is that you don't like rugs. You said, I, I love rugs yeah. in this offense. I don't. I just don't think they have, again, I don't think it's a good fit. What rugs does is take the top off a of defense. And that's not what Derek Carr does well. I know you think he can work underneath and things like that. That hasn't really been his staple. He's not like a guy who's got a, you know, a great route tree and can do types of things like that. So, I mean, he, he may be able to develop into that guy, but essentially what he is is he's the guy that's going to take the top off for you. And that's not Derek Carr's strength. Now for Amari mm-hmm. Cooper in that offense, if they'd switch that and Amari Cooper's there with Derek Carr, pooh, child. Now, how about this one? Uh, so McCaffrey has 23 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. The announcers pointed out, and I was watching this because we were both watching the end of that game, fourth quarter, fourth and one, and they don't give it to McCaffrey. They gave it to the fullback, whatever it was. I mean, they've done that in like times past, but they had Mike Tolbert and things like that. So I, I don't know. I For how much work and, and how – hard he is and how hard nosed he is people still i don't know what if they think he's not a, a in between the tackles back but to get the fucking ball to your best player excuse my language 
like it's, it's put the ball in your players' best hands, like in the in the most important times of the game. And then a great fantasy guy. If you grab, I tried to get this guy in like the tenth round because he was still there. I probably should have grabbed him in the ninth, but I didn't. And that's Robbie Anderson. Had six catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's a burner. He just he goes deep, and Teddy Bridgewater can get him the ball. Yeah, he was a big question mark for me because I liked him in that Jet system a lot. And, you know, new players and new systems, you never know how their fit's going to be. Uh, a gamble in the late rounds, is, is looks like he's going to turn out worth it. Now, it's only one game, but the, the team's got a lot of players around him. So, like, Curtis Samuel's a legit weapon. Uh, DJ Moore's a legit weapon. So, Roddy Anderson may get some one-on-one matchups that, that Teddy Bridgewater can hopefully expose. Now, the next game we get to is uh, our fellow co-worker over at Triple Shot Sports. Brandon Combs loves the Chicago Bears. He's the biggest Mitchell Trubisky fan I've ever met. Like, he's got yeah, his jersey, he's got a tattoo of his face. Yeah. Dude, he loves Trubisky. Well, he loved the game because Trubisky went 20 of 36, 242 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 27-23, the Bears win. So your guy did it, Brandon, man. Your favorite player freaking carried your favorite team. Yeah. I mean, did we watch the game? I didn't watch the game. So, I mean, the Lions lost that game more than the Bears won that game. Uh, DeAndre Swift, the rookie, dropped the easiest touchdown pass he'll ever drop in his life with pretty much under a minute left. And bank, bank, bongo, that's the end of the game. Uh, but, you know, Trubisky played well, uh, but Matthew Stafford had led him back and and pretty much had won that game and done what Matthew Stafford does. Matthew Stafford's just a man. All that guy does is is play good football, in my opinion. Uh, Triple Shot Sports says, uh, I hate <laughs> you right now. But, so they didn't want – Brandon doesn't like me telling people about his Trubisky tattoo, but – He doesn't like it. He's He's yeah. got a huge crust for the guy, and, and that's why he holds him to such a high standard, I think. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> and Jesse, of course, pointing to my benchmark, right? Trubisky was better than 50%, right? <laughs> Yeah. He's actually way over 50%. I think. Well, no, really. he was not. He was at Close. like 54. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Josh Allen kind of numbers. Hey, actually, we'll get to it. Josh Allen had a game, baby. Yeah, but he's 58% last year. And I think that's one of the reasons I crapped on him early. No, um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, he, he definitely, uh, I mean, that's one of the things he has to get better. You have to, I mean, Kyler Murray throws the same kind of completion percentage, too. So he had like 64% last year. Yeah, I know, but you got to work that shit up, man. You got to be in the 70s, man, 68, 70s. Only yeah. one player in the NFL had a 70% completion percentage last year. Yeah, I know, but you got to get it up there. Like, that's where the, that's where you got to be for an elite guy. Like, Drew Brees, when he was at his elite time, he was throwing 70%, you know, things like that. I, the elite season, or 70%, in my opinion. Now, the, the elite player that we're talking about is my boy, Derek Carr, only a quarterback with 70% last year. Uh, uh, bottom five in, in yards per air and completion percentage, by the way. Yeah, he throws short passes, but he threw for 4,000 yards. Huh? Yeah, well, when you throw for four yards a clip, who gives a shit? Yeah, 1,000 attempts. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> so, Triple Shot Sports says, even his completions were misses that receivers made great catches on. I didn't watch the game, so uh, I did see that Anthony Miller touchdown. That was a great pass, great catch all around. That ball had great placement. I don't care what you say. Uh, yes, Anthony Miller great, made a great catch, but that was great coverage, and you got to put the ball in a spot that only a receiver can make the catch, and Mitchell Trubisky did that. I think it was a great play all around. So, so kudos the, the only quarterback in the NFL that can make that throw. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so Brandon's girlfriend chimes in. She says, yes, he does have that tattoo, Wayne. <laughs> yes, yeah, see? Proof. Proof's in the pudding, folks. 
Anyway, you you watched uh, Waterboy, obviously. Uh, so the Roy Orbison scene—that's he's—that's what it is. He's got it on his ass. He's got a picture of Mitchell Trubisky right there. <laughs> and uh, Jesse Michelle thinking Wayne hasn't seen all of Combs' tats is the real joke. Okay. <laughs> and triple shot sports again. So this is not. <laughs> Uh, and so let's see what the next game we're going to get to is the Seahawks Falcons. Last one of these comments here. Uh, Mike Fink says Josh Allen was balling against a defense who traded away their only playmaker in Jamal Adams, who, by the way, had a day in Atlanta. We're about to get to Atlanta, so we're going to talk yeah. about that, <clears throat> which is the Atlanta Falcons lose 38-25 to the Seahawks. Jamal Adams did have eight tackles, four assists, and a sack. So a uh, pretty good game for him. Uh, I don't love Jamal Adams. I think he's good, but I don't know. I, I like the um, – She's not, I'm blanking on the name of the, the Chargers safety who's always hurt. Um, oh, Derwin James. Der, love Derwin James. So yeah, I, I just, yeah, so I, I mean, I do as well, but I mean, I think Jamal Adams is a fucking baller. Another guy I don't really love, but had four catches for 95 yards on touchdowns, DK Metcalf, right? I mean, we talk about how this guy, you talk about not being a good route runner, but he's just a huge, fast guy. I mean, his touchdown was, a, I think, like a 30 yarder on a fourth and five where he literally just ran by the guy and the guy just somehow let him behind him. I don't know. And Russell Wilson just throws a dime. The real takeaway from that game is Russell Wilson is very good at football. And uh, comment from triple shot sports. Didn't you guys used to be a trio? <laughs> <laughs> God, just the digs are not. So I can't wait to see what Jesse comes back with. Really, The comments are like the best part of the show. So far now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Russell Wilson looks like a stud. He's a legit MVP candidate this year. I think, um, you know, that team, we talk about weapons, man. They got a lot of weapons on that team. Now Tyler Lockett's legit. DK Metcalf is good. Greg Olson's there. Will Disley's still a good player. Uh, you know, Chris Carson's a legit running back. That team's good, man. I, I think they're a talented bunch. Now, they can't rush the passer for shit, but, you know, Jamal Adams, they're going to find creative ways to get to him. Uh, and then Atlanta, I don't know what they were doing for the first half of the game. Did you watch it? Uh, I did not watch the game. No, because I don't have, like, the NFL Network. I, that was my local game, so that's why, you know, because it's Atlanta, so that was the closest 1 p.m. game. And that was my local game, so I was able to watch the first half. And and that offense just looked awful. They looked stagnant. They didn't look like they were able to do much. And then Seattle got to the big lead, and then the passing game exploded. And Calvin Ridley, my my darling of the season, I'm telling you, he's going to be a top seven receiver. Uh, he 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 exploded, and and the offense kind of got going, but it was too little, too late. Yeah, three three wide receivers with nine catches on that team. I mean, really, when Matt Ryan throws for 450 yards, everybody's going to get some yards. Yeah. But, yeah, they had uh, Russell Gage, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Julio all had nine grabs. Uh, Ridley had the two touchdowns. Uh, and I know that we were talking before the show that you had recommended that I take him instead of A.J. Brown, and I took A.J. Brown instead. So I'm hoping he has a good game tonight so I can be like, Ooh, that is yeah, <laughs> yeah I, Calvin Ridley was the guy I went into this season that I think he's – I think this is – not Julio Jones. He's not going to have like a falling off the cliff year, but I think this is where Calvin Ridley becomes the number one in that offense. Now, we've got – again, just got to keep posting the comments here because I just keep coming fast and furious. We've got uh, Triple Shot Sports says, did Wayne eat Jesse? I guess I look really <laughs> fat this episode. So, I know, but, you look big, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, and then – Let's see, uh, Cole, who didn't Combs used to have here? So, hey, let's leave the ball jokes where they belong, guys. There's a reason uh, I wear hats. 
Oh, Jesse, glad you stuck around. We're on the Patriots. Hey, so, <laughs> we get to talk about the Patriots winning 21 to 11 against the Dolphins. I, I mean, this was a game they were going to win. There was no way around it. It's the Dolphins. Their quarterback's Ryan Fitzmagic, who threw three interceptions. I actually posted a meme during the game. I said, I can make our possessions disappear <laughs> uh, <laughs> because uh, he just really is not great. And I think two is going to be the starter easily by halfway through the year. Um, just standing there on the sidelines. But again, just talking about Cam Newton, 15 of 19, did what he was supposed to do. It's a ball control offense, doing the uh, you know RPO offense. Had the most rushing yards ever for a Patriots quarterback in history in one game. I mean, for a game. Uh, he had two yeah. rushing touchdowns, 75 yards rushing. I mean, he was their leading rusher. I, I don't like the RPO offense. I don't like it for Lamar Jackson. I don't like it for Cam Newton. I just don't love it because these guys can throw the ball. I don't mind them scrambling, like getting out of a, a you know a tackle and running 13 yards. But I hate designed quarterback runs. I just hate them. Doesn't matter if it works. You can hate it all you want, but it works and it's simple. And Josh McDaniels, this is where he's a genius, man. Again, new offenses, no time to prepare. Don't fill his head with these crazy offensive schemes where you got this route and this route and this and this. No, 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 no. Give him RPO. Give him what he knows what he can do. Two players on a route. Everybody else max protect. If it's not there, run. And and it worked. I mean, we don't know how long it's going to work because it was the Dolphins, like you said. But, I mean, the offense is going to work, and that's what it's going to be. Your defense looks good, man. God, they look really good. good, yeah. God, I know it's the Dolphins, but, man, they look good. Dolphins have weapons. They Their passing game really is no joke. I mean, it, it can it can hurt some teams, and, and, God, you guys just swallowed them up, man. It looks it, – it's going to be a long year, I think. Well, and I had said, and I've had this debate many times on Facebook leading up to it, and, there, and this is all the one – it's only one game people are going to chime in is – I said the Patriots had the best defense in the NFL last year, and they bettered and youngered their pass rush with uh, Uche, and then they got the the Alabama linebacker Simmons. Um, hmm? That's with an S. That was the, the Alabama linebacker they got in the fourth round. Oh, um, the fourth round. Um, I know who you're talking about, but yeah. That was like Terrence Simmons or something like that. Anyways. No, it's but yeah. No. Okay. But anyway, so we got him, and then you know, Winovich looked really good. I mean, he was stopping the yeah. run, and he was getting him back there for the you know, brush the passer. He's he just gets past. How does he get past offensive linemen? Like he just blows by him. And his his technique is second to none. And I and, and I mentioned that that Chase Winovich is is going to be a good player for y'all. I think Chase Winovich is a stud. I mean, the, the defense does look great. Your secondary is just. I mean, it's so good. And then these young pass rushers are going to have to step – Anthony Jennings, there you go – are going to have to step up. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to it's gonna be a long season, I think, for, for the Dolphins. And to, even when Tua comes in there, it's going to be a long season for them. You know what surprised me about the Dolphins was uh, Howard, eight carries for seven yards. They didn't really use him. He stuffed the line, stuffed the line, stuffed the line. Second half, they're like, we're going to play Brietta. I don't think they're going to – I think Matt Breida is going to be the player there. I mean, Matt Breida is just the, the more explosive guy and, and I think the better running back. Now, going through some of the comments, I don't know why Jesse's taking shots at me. I didn't say anything about you, man. Uh, let me remind you guys of the best blogs on Combs Boyfriend's website, the curious <laughs> case of Jarrett Stidham. First of all, I'm going to say this. That's a really great read. That's one of the better blogs I've written uh, is the curious <laughs> case of Jarrett Stidham. Um, even though it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to, um, that's a really, really good read. Um, so I recommend anyone to read that, even if. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Uh, 
But no, I mean, I think we all kind of agreed that if with no Cam Newton, Jared Stidham would have probably been the guy there. Uh, it does, just because he didn't win the job doesn't mean he doesn't have talent. So it's just it needs another. I thought he needed another year. I just thought it was another year behind Brady. Yeah. Um, we got uh, Mike Fink said uh, if you run the ball forty six times in a game, you know you're doing something right. The Patriots are going to shorten games this year. Yeah, for sure. They're going to play great defense and they're going to run the football and they're going to win a, a lot of these games. I doubt they score more than thirty points once all season, honestly. <laughs> And then we get a uh, triple shot chiming in on this whole thing. If anything, Jesse, I'm the boyfriend in the relationship. Oh, oh, you be boyfriends? It's just who's the girl. Yeah, I mean, whatever yeah. he wants. It's, it, <laughs> guys, it's 2020. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're progressive thinkers. Exactly. Uh, the, the last one, the, the Patriots defense. I pointed this out when they signed him. You guys shit on me for pointing it out. But they signed all pro safety, Adrian Phillips, who had eight tackles an interception of the football and i know that you guys are pointing out well dude he was all pro special teams not all pro safety and that may be true but he also <laughs> has like a hundred like tackles like he gets after the football he finds the football i mean yeah we'll see you know it's one game against the worst arguably the one of the top five worst teams in football so let's not let's not get out of out of our head here and jesse wants to know an updated record prediction on the pats um seven and nine 11 and five. No, I still think I'm telling you, Buffalo looks good. I think they're still going to take that division. And I still think that if I, if I remember correctly, the Pats have some tough games. Um, and I think they're going to lose a lot of those closer games this year, but we'll see again. We'll see. I do think they're a better team. If I'm just being maybe eight and eight is a better, you know, kind of thing, but I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're a playoff team. I really don't. Triple shot sports thinks six and 10. That's what I've always said. You know, if you still think six and ten after watching them, I think you're still just kind of jabbing at that point. Um, that offense looks like it's going to be hard to stop until you figure out a game plan for it. So now, how about we get the Chargers beat the Bengals sixteen to thirteen again? Two crappy teams playing each other. By all accounts, Joe Burrow looks okay. Twenty three of thirty six, one ninety three, no touchdowns and a uh, interception, but he runs for a touchdown. Uh, my understanding again, I didn't watch the game, but I understand that like, he had them in position to win, and then something happened at the it's end high. of the game. So he led a two minute drive beautifully down the field. It looked poised, looked you know, composed, looked like a veteran quarterback leading his team down the field, and then set his team up for the game tying field goal. And his kicker pulled a calf or some shit when he, when he hit the kick and uh, missed it. And you know, there's welcome to the NFL, Joe. Uh, Jesse did one one more thing on the Pats here at Seahawks next Sunday for the Pats. Yikes, that's an L. I disagree with no fans in the stands. I don't know. See, I, I, I get, that's that's again that's one of those teams that I expect an L. Like I just don't think the offense is going to be advanced enough to be able to beat a team like the Seahawks. Yeah, you can beat a team like the like the Dolphins and the Pats. I mean, and the and the Jets. And things like that, but and you may split the bills, but I just don't know if you're going to beat these out of out of conference teams like the like the Seahawks, and if you've got to play the Niners or or whatever your other a- NFC West game is. That's the paper shuffling, my unprofessionalist. Um, <laughs> so we've got the Cardinals twenty four twenty. This was the other NFC game before the one we get to that I really wanted to see. I did get to watch some of it. Uh, Kyler Murray. Again, 26 of 40, not phenomenal. 230 yards, one pick, one touchdown, 19 or 13 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. But again, I don't think that, 
you know, he's a guy who can get out of the pocket and get 25 quick. He's just fast, but I don't think he's a guy that's running the RPO because he's got such a cannon for an arm. Yeah, no, he is. His, his runs, a lot of his runs are, are fake designed. Like it's, it's, it's kind of half designed, half runs, but I mean, the, the, the long one that he scored on wasn't a designed run. He took off in the pocket, you know, D hop fitting in well there. He had 14 catches for uh, how many yards? Uh, 14 for 151. Yeah, I mean, he's just fitting in like a glove there. Uh, that team's dangerous. It's going to be very dangerous. You know, we both have been all over that team. We both love them. Um, I have them as a playoff team. I don't think you did, but um, I know you had them for a decent amount of wins. And I think that team now, if you – I mean, if that le- defense is legit and they could hold teams to 20 points, man, that, that team could win 10 ball games, 11 ball games, pretty easily. Well, we say hold teams of 40 points. We were just bagging that. Yeah, well, we were bagging on the, the Patriots because they played the Dolphins. The 49ers offense isn't anything incredibly special. And, I mean, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo did his Jimmy Garoppolo thing, which basically he's a game manager that makes $30 million a year. Very you know, efficient. Yeah. yeah, 19 of 33, 259, two touchdowns, no picks. He doesn't turn the ball over. But yeah. he's not going to win games for you. And I think that, you know, I want to see that cardinals defense against a quarterback that can win games again they're gonna play russell wilson twice so i mean we'll see how that goes oh yeah i mean we'll definitely see it and you know but you the arizona's got to take this as a huge win because san francisco is known as like the the powerhouse of the group you know what i mean and they came in and arizona has been known as a dumpster fire and to come in and beat them is huge and you know jimmy g you talk about your boy in 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 oakland uh car jimmy g's essentially just a Derek Carr. I actually think Jimmy G's got a bigger arm than Carr. No, I know, but I mean, he does, but he's essentially just a game manager who can't make accurate throws downfield. Yeah. Uh, now, how about your guy, Brandon Ayuk? Did he not play? It was a DNP. Uh, I, I did not see. I, did, I wasn't able to watch a lot of this game. Um, I was working, unfortunately, so I haven't been able to see. But he, I just know he didn't have any catches. So. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to see. I mean, that offense looked like it got pretty stifled, to be honest with you. I mean, I know... Uh, Jimmy G, you know what? How many completions did he have? Uh, nineteen. For what was his yards? Two fifty nine. Oh, okay. So he did kind of throw it for a decent clip. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched a lot of that game, unfortunately. Uh, now we get to the Tampa Bay and Saints game, and whew, man. This was a game I was really looking forward to, and when Brady got that rushing touchdown and did the Gronk spike, I was like, oh, here it is. You know, Tampa Bay is about to blow this thing out of the water, and then they didn't, and the Saints won 34-23. I mean, Breeze didn't look good either, 18 of 30, 160 yards, but Brady, two t- two picks. That's what I think killed him. That's 100% what killed him. One of them was a pick six, too, where it was just a bad throw to the wide side of the field on an out that – he threw to the inside of the of the on the inside shoulder, and you can't do that. I mean, you just can't. If you're gonna miss, you got to miss outside. Then the other one was just a miscommunication with Mike Evans. It looks like uh, he thought he was gonna keep going up, and Mike Evans stopped, and then easy pick. But I mean, those will change the game. They they really will. I mean, it's gonna take time for our offense. Ronald Jones, I think, looked good. I mean, I do. I think we ran the ball pretty well. Um, I think we just need to get our passing game in the toe, and that's going to take time, unfortunately. And what's up with Evans' one catch for two yards? I mean, it was a touchdown, but one. He was hurt. You know, he was hurt, unfortunately, going into the week. You know, he he was questionable and doubtful all week. And then Marshawn Lattimore's a fucking stud. I mean, so I forget he was an all-pro player. Like, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, and he shadowed him all game. I'm more concerned with why Chris Godwin didn't expose somebody um, and things like that. But – 
the Saints are a tough matchup for any team that wants to pass. They they're a base four two five team. They run a base, you know, nickel. That's just what they come out in. They can man you up on the back end, and they can rush the passer with four. Davenport's a stud. Cameron Jordan's a stud. Uh, they can get after you. So you know, and and uh, Donovan Smith just got exposed this game. Our left tackle played awful. I mean, just awful. What I did like is seeing, uh, you know, Michael Thomas get three catches for 17 yards. And I'd seen somebody comment on Facebook. They said, hey, what happened to the best receiver in the NFL? And somebody replied, uh, he's in Arizona with Kyler Murray. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> Michael Thomas is a technician. Again, it's probably a bad matchup for him, too, for, with us. We have two big, long physical corners, three, actually. All of them are above 6'2", all of them over 200 pounds, all of them extremely long. Uh, Jamel Dean, Sean, Munt- Sean Burphy Munting are, are, are going to get in your face and, and play you pretty tough and close. So it's not the greatest matchup for him either. So, But, I mean, Alvin Kamara did his thing, you know, out of the backfield against us. So, they, I mean, it was it's what it is. We didn't play a great game. We looked poor. And the uh, the last game last night was the Rams and the Cowboys. Completely shocked on this one because I had the Cowboys fourteen and two. I think you had what like twelve and four or something, right? So yeah. right there. And then and I, I, I think at four wins too. So. Yeah, I mean, and they come out and they beat the Cowboys twenty to seventeen. I mean, again, Goff doesn't look great. Twenty of thirty one, two seventy five, no touchdowns and an interception. But I gave you props for telling me to pick Calvin Ridley over AJ Brown. You told me not to sign Malcolm Brown. And the guy had uh, 18 carries for 79 yards and two touchdowns. I didn't say don't sign him. I said if you don't have a guy that you like can drop for him, it's tough to figure out what's going to happen in that backfield. It still is. Cam Akers got a workload too, and you have Cam Akers. Um, I guess you could have dropped Daryl Henderson for him, and what was probably what you should have done. Um, I, I missed the ball there. I didn't pick up Malcolm Brown in any of my leagues either. Um, but again, it's just one week. You know, it's one week. I think Cam Akers will definitely end up being the guy who totes the rock there. But Dallas, just, I mean, I don't hate the fourth down call, but how do you not design a, a play that goes past three yards and and, and get your uh, a receiver in a position to catch the ball? Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, Dak is not worth $40 million anyway well, whatsoever. And we talk about bad play calling, bad clock management, things like that. Jason Garrett was notorious for that. Yeah. And here, we comes thought, Mike well, here comes Mike McCarthy. We know he knows what he's doing. Eh, does same he? shit. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's it's kind of looks like the same thing. You know, CD Lamb was a bright spot. I'm pretty sure he had you know five catches. You know, he looks solid, but, you know, you just got to do more. I mean, for a team with that many weapons, again, that was supposed to do that great like Tampa was to only score, you know, 20 points is just blah. And Mike Fink says Rams Cowboys had to have an over-under in the number of times the announcers mentioned the $5 billion stadium. Yeah. Guess who the announcers were? Collinsworth and Michaels are so hung up on money. That's well, all they can do. That's kind of the agenda. It seems like they're pushing at this point. So, I mean, they're just stuck on it. They're horrible. And, and it, again, again on Facebook, it's like uh, a lot of people don't like Collinsworth. And I usually don't notice bad announcers. Because my whole thing is if they notice you, then you must be really bad. Because I just don't yeah. notice the announcers for the most part. Um, you know, Aikman's not bad, you know, but he's not great. I just don't notice them. And that's perfect. Um, I do really like Tony Romo. I really like what he brings to the game. I do uh, too. His analysis is great. Now, go through here. Vander Esch out for six to eight weeks. I guess he broke his collarbone or something like that. Yeah, he did. And then Blake Jarwin tore his ACL. He's out. So, Dallas, Dallas got hurt. 
And uh, before we get into Monday night's games, I want to scroll back up the comments here because Mike Fink did have some Monday night football <laughs> questions for us. Aaron Donald fucking dominated too. That man played like a man possessed. God, he's so good at football. So Mike Fink asks, uh, Steelers minus 5.5 versus the Giants, 46.5 over under, and Titans minus 3 versus the Broncos, over under is 41.5. So who you got? So me personally, I know Dan's more the betting guy, um, so he'll probably know more than me. I'm looking Steelers minus 5.5. That means that they're giving up 5.5, right? Um, I would take the Giants. Uh, I, I do like the Giants' offense, even though the Steelers' defense is really good. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to have a good game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win the game outright. Um, so I would take the Giants um, and those points. I mean, why the fuck not? And then the over-under of 46.5, I'm going to take the under. Both those offenses are, are garbage. Um, and then Titans minus you three. You just versus... said you liked both their offenses. In, no, in I like the Giants' State. offense. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like this. Dude. I like the Giants' offense because I like Barkley. But 46.5, it's at the under. Uh, Titans minus three versus the Broncos. I take the Titans uh, and, and give up the three points. I just think that they're better. I don't like the Broncos. Uh, Von Miller's out for the season, right? So, I mean, they don't have that pass rush guy there. Over under 41 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this one because I think that it's, this game is probably going to be like 28, 24, something like that. So, 52. I would take the over. Hmm. Well, I have, I think, the opposite in both games. I awesome. think I'd take the Steelers. Um, I don't know if I'd lay the whole five and a half, though. Um, that one may be closer than people think, but the over I think is a, is a sure lock in that game. I like both those offenses a lot. I think the Giants score points. I think the Steelers score points. I expect a 35, 28 game in that one or 24 games, something like that. I really do. Um, and then the Titans Broncos, I'm a huge Broncos believer this year. They're kind of going to be my sleeper team i'm not a big titans fan so just for shits and gigs i'm, I'm going to take the broncos plus three um but mm, i don't know what i'd do with that over under um because i don't know if it's going to be a high scoring game i could easily see it a 2017 game something like that um so that one will be close i'd probably stay away from the over under on that game but i actually like the broncos to upset the titans tonight yeah, well, we'll find out. We'll have. Uh, I'm gonna keep track of it and see. Uh, yeah, I, I like when you said I was right. I really like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, you've done it plenty of times for me tonight. You know, I'm, I pretty much built your fantasy team. So, well, except for telling me not to get Malcolm Brown. Well, yeah, uh, I told you to get Calvin really over AJ Brown. You wouldn't have needed Malcolm Brown. And when AJ Brown has 14 grabs for 225 yards tonight, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that kind of covers Monday Night Football. That's pretty much the show. We did actually make it a little bit over an hour. I thought we were going to go a lot longer with all the games. I did but... too, honestly, but we we burned through, man. That's what we do, baby. We do appreciate everybody checking in and watching. Let's see if there's any last minute comments. I don't think there are. Scroll down. Um, Nope. So uh, thanks everybody for watching. We do appreciate it. Um, obviously, you know you can download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you missed anything, I'm not going to go to the brand thing. Visit the website. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> infinitypodcast.com, infinitysportspodcast.com, infinitysportspodcast. Hit us up on Twitter, Infinity Sports Five. Hit us up on all the fun stuff, Sports Infinity Five, whatever right, it is. Comments up. All right, this big shit show. All right, you want to throw it to Kenny? Kenny, you watching football? What's up?